Okay, okay. Okay, welcome to the Two and a Half Jets podcast. I'm your host, Coach Burks of LSU. Other two members of my podcast, we got two members of the LSU football team. We got Mr. Atlas, Nicholas Pompey. Let's go! And then we got Mr. Roquan Rambo, a.k.a. Rocky Rambo in Minnesota Safety. Yes, sir. A lot of stuff in BAP, high school related, and maybe some other topics. I don't know. First episode. So, first off, we're talking about last week's games. There's some pretty good ones, most notably Oklahoma Baylor. Baylor pulled off the really, really close win over the Oklahoma Sooners. What do you think about that game, boys? All right, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Um, it's a very good game. You know, Baylor obviously won the football game. Uh, Baylor's defense ended up prevailing in the end. And, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Josh Harrison, I think, had, like, a huge touchdown. So, it was pretty cool of him. And then uh, Kirk had a pick yeah. six. And Sanford trying to shut down. And fucking code. Yeah. Good shit, Taylor. I picked them in there. Yeah, that Baylor team this year, they did lose a lot, a lot of talent in the draft last year, but they still have some very, very good playmakers that really showed with, like, Devin Fitz Jr. having a pick six. You got players like Victor Prime, who redshirted last year. He's filled in really nicely for Malcolm Workman this year. He's done a really good job for that Baylor team. That Oklahoma team, they have some really good players on that team, but they just don't have the depth of Baylor. But Coach Kelly got a really good recruiting class. We'll have to see next year. Rambo, you got anything else to open, I guess? All right, cool. Um, what are we talking about next? Uh, there are some other games in the week. You got uh, UCLA-USC. really wasn't a close game. USC kind of dominated 28-7. Tiki White, Wesley Sappington had good games. Coach Evan Schultz got throttled by his older brother, but, you know. It's a learning season for UCLA. They are they all, did finish the season with only one loss. So that's a pretty impressive season. I'm pretty sure they only finished with one loss. Yeah, two two losses, ten and two. Um, Alabama Auburn. Yeah, Alabama. It was actually not that much of a blowout as I thought it would be. Only a six point game. Ryan Henderson had a really good game against Bama. Um, yeah, Alabama was just the better team in this game. Coach Fitzgerald finally gets a scripted win. You know, everyone's happy. Uh, Auburn was has held it close to LSU and uh, Georgia this year, who are the two teams in the SEC championship. So I thought it'd be a, like could have been an upset or a closer game, but it was still a fourteen point game. So uh, congrats, to Alabama. For sure, I agree. Yeah. Anything to say, uh, Rambo? Yeah, yeah, I feel like okay. Bama, like, you know, they had the better team, but, like, I feel like Auburn could have won that game if they just, like, ran the ball more. Like, just strictly run. Because, like, Bama's front seven's not, like, as great as it in prior years, but uh, Colby Crow got the job done. I agree 100%. I agree. Um, the only other script game that was there this week was Notre Dame-Stanford. Notre Dame kind of dominated. Jackson Manning had a really good game. Domsoff Player of the Week this week with 323 yards and three touchdowns. Um, yeah, the Stanford team just really isn't on par with the other Pac-12 teams. 
like even UCLA, like they just aren't really on par on their level. Kind of showed in this game. They just kind of been mediocre now. After his couple of pre-commits, they're looking to make a comeback. So, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see a different stand for next year. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's nice that they got going with their pre-commits, but I don't think they'll ever be better than Arizona State, Oregon, or USC. So it'll be interesting to see what they're gonna do next year. But I don't know. I agree. All right, so we got the just 13 minutes ago, the college football playoff rankings released. Top eight right now, LSU, Georgia number two, Minnesota three, four USC, five Texas A&M, six Baylor, seven Texas, and eight Oregon heading into conference championship week. What do we think about this, boys? Um, on first glance, we see another one versus two matchup in the SEC championship, and I'm very hyped for that since I'm involved in that and we're all involved in that. And Rambo is more involved than anyone in that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely going to be the game of the week, most likely. But then you see Oregon's 10-2. and two, And they're at the 8 spot over a couple ACC teams that are all 11-1. and one, So, I think that's interesting. What's your thoughts on that, Mr. Tipton? Uh, yeah, I don't think Georgia should be that ranked high. I understand they're undefeated, but their strength of schedule is really bad. I mean, their best win is against the 9-3 and three Notre Dame team at number 16. Like, I think teams like Minnesota, USC, Texas A&M, even Baylor should be ranked higher than them. Like, if Georgia beats LSU this week, yeah, they deserve that ranking. But, like, they haven't really beaten anyone to deserve that ranking. I mean, the SEC East is, East is weak, one of the weakest divisions in football. So, like... I'm not I mean, sure about that. Maybe uh, it's like college football. Most of views, so they want to see that one versus two again, you know? That's for maybe sure. For sure. Uh, I do agree with that analysis there, but they have a chance to prove why they're that ranked high this upcoming week. You know, Shamar can have his Heisman moment if he can somehow pull it out. Obviously, LSU's the more uh, talented team going into the game, but don't sleep on Shamar. He can make plays. So... Let's talk about Shamar, man. He was a three-star coming into college. He kind of had an underwhelming three first years. This year's his breakout Brian Bauman, like, year, Heisman contender. That's pretty impressive. And last ranked recruit as well. Yeah, yeah. He was the last ranked recruit. And, That's uh, nuts. I actually have a life story about Shamar that I heard from someone. They said he's from Atlanta, Georgia. He's from the hood. And his mom died. And, uh... He just, just transferred to modern day since he was like one of the better options, and then he became the last recruit. And uh, he has an NFL draft type of story, and he's looking to make a statement in his SEC championship. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, man. But anyway, so conference championship matchups, I'm pretty sure are set. We got in the SEC LSU Georgia one versus two. We got Minnesota versus Ohio State three versus nineteen. Got in the Pac-12, no USC. We got Oregon versus Arizona State. ACC is um, Miami versus Boston College. And uh, in the Big 12, Texas Baylor. Uh, what are we thinking? What game do we t- want to talk about first? We go worst to best in terms of ranking. Yeah, sure. Let's go Minnesota, Ohio State. Uh, I'll just start it off. Um, Ohio State. AAC? Oh, yeah, AAC. That's going to be FAU versus uh, UCF. No, UNLV versus UCF. 
let's talk about that first, I guess. Um, UNLV is coming off a, a win versus a really good FAU team for the AAC, I guess. They were undefeated in that game. UNLV proved themselves in that game. They have some really good players on that team, most notably DeAndre Dixon, the quarterback, and uh, Cassius Clark Jr. Um, UCF, they still have Dash Marino. They still have Michael Scott. They still got some playmakers. It'll be an interesting game. What do you think, Mr. Atlas, about uh, this game? Personally, I think UNLV should take care of uh, UCF after some uh, crazy, crazy stuff going on. Over the, uh, Wait, are they – Alex Andrews and Dash Marino aren't playing, right? Like they're like on different rosters now? Who? Dash and uh, no, they're still uh, Dash and grad transfer. Because Coach Trevor, yeah, because Coach Trevor is uh, uh, dipping. Um, it has not been. I think that they're pretty much good enough to overwhelm UNLV then, since they're playing. They're single-handedly better than most of the guys on UNLV, and I think that their star power and seniority could really bring them above this young UNLV team. What do you think, Mr. Um, Rambo? I think UNLV is going to win. I mean, UFCF's not really an active team. They have Miranda and Fields are the only ones to, like, really care about the team. From what I've heard, I think UNLV is going to want it more, and they're going to get that dub. Now, let me ask this. If UNLV wins this game, do they get into the college football playoff with a 13-0 record and wins against some the best of the AAC in teams like UCF Hell and no. FAU? I don't deserve it. You think they don't so have enough either? strength. They got to schedule games like what UCF did this year where they played they played Georgia. I remember like a year ago, UCF also played Oregon. They need those type of wins. That's my opinion. I agree. Coach, I uh, agree. I agree. going to have to go but, out uh, and schedule some big-time games, non-conference, if he really wants to make a playoff. And uh, It really depends on the voters in the college football playoff committee, and I guess they don't see an undefeated AAC team. Making a playoff. Okay, I got to be honest. I see UCF winning this game. I think Dash Marino is just gonna run all over that UNLV defense, and I think that Coach uh, Jackson's gonna have some uh, needs to address next season as they get older and they're gonna improve and just scheduling more big time games. Honestly, so yeah, that's my opinion. Let's move on to the ACC championship game. We got Boston College versus Miami. Um, Boston College won a competitive division battle against Florida State and Wake Forest, all three top 12 teams. And Miami kind of cruised as the lone competitor in their own division. What are we thinking about this game? Um, this is an odd situation because of the fact that 9, 10, and 12 are all in the same division in the AAC. So, like, they have two teams got screwed, but Boston College gets the spot. And they play a weaker Miami team who's not as good, but they can also pull off the upset with some of the guys they have, including Pancat. I don't know what Pancat the Burks. Is that what you call him? Yeah, that's what that is. But uh, I I think uh, Boston College has it. I think they have a lot more active guys and a lot more weird people that are sweaty. So, yeah, I got Boston College, <laughs> and I think they're going to get into the playoff because of this. 
I think Miami, they got a good core of guys right now, but Boston College is just too talented, too deep. I do think Wake Forest will make the playoff as well. I think two ACC teams will. FSU will be like just outside of it. But I think Boston College wins and makes the playoff. Explain your reasoning behind the Wake Forest making the playoff. Well, they did just beat Alabama. They've, they've done everything they could except for that one loss against FSU, I think. And I think the ACC is talented enough where we can have two teams this year. So you think they – if Oregon wins, you think they jump Oregon? No, no. But, like, I think ASU is going to beat Oregon. So, like – So you think Wake Forest is going to yes. jump Florida State? I think Wake Forest is our – Even though they lost – Even I mean, though they yes. lost to them head-to-head? I think Wake Forest is head to head in the polls right now. No, that's – no, FSU is ahead by two spots. Yeah, but George, if Georgia loses, I think they fall out, like, completely. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think so, too. Their country yeah. schedule just isn't there. But, um, I, honestly, like, I would take a two-loss Oregon team over a one-loss Georgia I guess team. I see it happening since Baylor could also lose to Texas, and whichever team loses that is dropping. If Oregon loses to ASU. There's going to be two teams. I think there's going to be at least one to two teams that drop out of the top eight, and there's a room for a, play, a team like a Boston College, Florida State, Wake Forest, Arizona Boston State College, to jump in there, you know? And, yeah, I think Boston College is the, the most ready team outside of the playoff right now that is, like, good enough to compete. Um, what I think about Boston College-Miami game, Miami is a really dynamic offense. They got a really good core guy, young group of guys there, a lot of freshmen. But their defense is just – Really, really bad. Just like horrid. I don't know how they're ten and two right now. It's impressive. But um, Boston College is gonna. The only way Miami makes this competitive is in a shootout, and I really don't see that happening. This Boston College defense is really, really good. They have some really good playmakers, especially in the secondary. Most notably, like guys like Enzo Maximus in that on that team. And I just think that Boston College proves they're worthy of a playoff spot in this game. Go ahead. Uh, Big Ten Championship is next. It's going to be Mr. Hill and his Minnesota Gophers versus number 19 Ohio State. Uh, this is an Ohio State team that is limping into the championship weekend with the loss of their head coach. Coach Armstrong, Coach Hickson stepping in there. Uh, their number one recruit died off. <coughs> Armstrong uh, died off. And a lot of players are considering transferring. So this is going to be interesting to see how Minnesota performs this game. What do you think, Mr. Rambo, being uh, a part of the I Minnesota just think Minnesota's too good, and there's a lot of internal problems at Ohio State right now. I don't think they're going to be ready for the game. I think it's going to get really ugly. That's what I think is going to happen. I just see Minnesota winning. Okay. Um, what do you think, Mr. Atlas? Minnesota team, you just think of how Hill pulled all these guys and how these guys actually think they have a role on the team. And, um, yeah, I just think that when you have fucking 25 players on defense and half of them don't play, you're going to win a football game against the team with no head coach. So, yeah, give me Minnesota by 29. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State, I think Minnesota's big strength is their defense. They just got playmakers all around the defense. And Jaquan says is just going to run over this Ohio State team. I think this could be this is going to be the biggest blow of championship weekend, yeah. honestly. Okay. Um, next game, let's go. Uh, Oregon versus Arizona State, both two lost teams heading into championship weekend. This is a really really even matchup. Both teams have playmakers on both sides of the ball. It will be probably one of the more comp- probably 
top two competitive games of championship weekend? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I honestly think that it's going to be a very good game. Two good teams. Oregon has a very young, good, talented defense. But they've had some internal issues this season. I don't know if that's going to affect them this year, but I think it's got resolved. Yes. Yes, Mr. Kai Bradley and Alex Rana having problems with Coach Wright. But, uh, I don't know, you look at this Arizona State team and you look at how much depth they have. And I think they have a very good quarterback. Duke Prensky's pretty good. Phillip Lake is obviously good. But he's kinda he's kinda overrated in my opinion. I don't think he's He do okay, that's a discussion when we'll get into the awards, but yeah, um, I agree with that statement. But yeah, I think I think Oregon prevails. I think that Coach Wright wants it more and he probably prepares his guys more than Frazier and Martello. I, I, I got to work It's a weird game to pick. All right. Um, I got Arizona State win this, actually. I think, you know, Lakeland's heard all, like, the overrated stuff. I think he's going to have a breakout game. I just don't think Oregon has the talent up front to stop him again. I know Oregon won early in the year. But now, like, they have all these other problems going on. And, like, I think they could just run the ball down the throat. Because I don't think the D-line is good enough or, like, the linebacker court is good enough. And they're having, like, some activity problems as well. Like, with Lane, their running backs aren't really the best. So, I see ASU uh, pulling it off. Yeah, this Arizona State team is a weird team. They have, like, a lot of guys, but they're all—they're not all, like, mm-hmm. super, super active, if you know what I mean. But they're all, like, active in their own way. They're not, like, posting, like, a million times a day or, like, doing that, but they're all active in their own way. Um, this Oregon team has – they beat yes. Arizona State earlier in the year, you said, correct? Yeah. I think they're going to win again, honestly. Like, I know they've had issues, but Christian Lane, he isn't the Heisman contender people have said, but he is a very good quarterback. And if they just pass the ball all game on this Arizona State team, I have questions about their secondary, honestly. I'm not sure it's the greatest secondary in the world. I know they addressed that in recruiting or whatever, but this is the here and now. And I think – Oregon, if they come out passing the ball, and Oregon's young players like Carmen Collins Jr. and Junior Sosa, if they make plays in this game, I can very well see Oregon win this game in a close game. All right, uh, let's move on to the next championship game. Number six is Baylor ahead of Texas. Uh, right now? Yeah, Baylor is ahead of us. Baylor's out of them. Number six, Baylor versus number seven, Texas. Uh, Texas is just coming off a loss to Baylor in the previous weeks. So what do we think about this game, boys? This might be the most anticipated matchup other than Georgia versus LSU. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Texas. I think they're kind of pissed off about that last game. And um, I think Coach Reigns and some of the leaders on that team are going to help them into a better spot and uh oh I don't know what I'm saying but they're gonna lead them into the winning this game and you just look at that Texas team and the depth they have and how many players sort of like Minnesota just fucking just stack up on that fucking defense and uh I think Texas stay active um 
I got Texas winning. Um, I don't think Baylor has the talent to beat Texas twice. I think Texas is going to be motivated for this game. Maybe they weren't like the most active for the first time, but I think this time they're definitely going to be more ready. And I don't think Baylor will make the playoff. They'll just drop off. Yeah, I agree. Texas was not as active for the Baylor game. that It showed in that game. Baylor won that game closely. I think that they're motivated to win. I think Texas depth is just going to really show in this game compared to Baylor. And I think Texas is going to win by maybe two scores. I think Coach Rain's going to have his boys prepared for this game. Uh, next is LSU-Georgia. I'm not going to make a prediction for this game. You know, I don't want nothing to hurt my team predicting nothing. But uh, um, what do you guys think? You know, I think roster-wise and activity-wise, LSU's a better team. No bias here. Um you know, their secondary is suffocating, and Shamar Stevens isn't really much of a thrower anyway. So I think if LSU prepares for the run and they're looking for Shamar to scramble and they're on top of that, and maybe Roquan Rambo can have a big game against Shamar. And LSU is obviously more ready. And, and like in general, they play better teams, and they're always just prepared to win a big game, you know. I think this game's going to be close. I think Georgia's going to prove why they're ranked that high. But I think in the end, it's just the talent. LSU's just by far the better team. And I think they're going to put up a fight. But I think fourth quarter, LSU's just going to pull away. Okay, okay. So what are we thinking for the playoff predictions? Like, after this championship weekend, who do you think is going to be the top eight teams come playoff time? Right now, we got LSU at one, Georgia two, three, Minnesota. So, honestly, Baylor, Texas is going to drop out. Let's say Baylor drops out. Let's say Oregon wins. So, that's – and if – so, if Georgia loses, yeah. we thinking they drop out? I mean, 100%. Yeah, 11-1 Florida State over 12-1 Georgia team. So – that's, I think that's the argument that we're looking mm, – I would say it's a Wake Forest versus Georgia situation because Florida State beat Wake Forest head-to-head. So I think they're going to have the edge there. It's just a matter of we putting Wake Forest at eight or are we putting a 12-1 and Georgia at Wake eight? Forest beat Florida State. I think that's the argument here. Uh, no, didn't Florida State? Florida State beat Wake Forest. Yeah, that's their one loss. I think it's an argument – at that point, do you put an 11-1 Wake Forest team who did not play championship weekend, who did not go 12-0, and versus a Georgia team that went 12-1? and I think when you look at strength of schedule, I don't think it's very close in that manner. Wake Forest has wins versus Alabama. Wake Forest has a win versus uh, Boston College, a very good team. And, uh, yeah, I think that's just think like what Wake the argument is at this point. Four guys into the playoffs and get it state in general, since they're already ranked lower. I think they just have... No, I think it would be... An... I think you... Mm. So it's versus... Assuming because you're adding two teams right? in the top eight, correct? So it, mm, you're right. It would be an argument over Florida State versus Wake Forest then. Flake, it would be Georgia... Wake Forest or Florida State? College football playoffs. Those three. I would the probably put Florida State. Actual in. selection. Don't you just put like 
your priorities in terms of getting into the playoff and who drops out and then who jumps in. So wouldn't Florida State get the priority over Wake Forest based on these rankings? Yeah. And assuming Jordan probably, loses probably. drop in. Probably, yeah. And assuming – that's just my pick, by the way. Baylor loses, they drop, and Oregon stays in. So two teams so drop you, in. It, so you think – but Georgia would – you yeah, think Georgia I, would drop I out? Don't know. I mean, Boston College, twelve and one Boston College over twelve and one Georgia for sure. I think so yeah, the Florida State. I think the, Oregon versus Texas Florida A&M State versus Georgia stays like there. Yeah, Texas jumps them. So Baylor would drop. Oregon would move up, and Georgia and Boston College. I'd honestly say if we're talking for a championship, I think what the top eight is going to be come that time. I think it's going to be number one, LSU, two, Minnesota. I think Texas jumps pretty high up to like three. I think that's a big one versus Baylor. And they have that, that key win versus Minnesota. They could drop – they could jump up to number two, to be honest, since they beat Minnesota. Texas is at number seven right now. If they win championship weekend, I think I could see them going up to like number two. The minute three, Minnesota – Probably like four USC, five Texas A&M, six Oregon, seven Boston College, eight Florida State. That's impressive. Three AC- ACC teams in the top eight potentially. So I think that's going to be the case. All right. What do you guys so think? So here's my prediction. I got LSU at one, Minnesota at two, Texas at three, USC at four, Boston College at five, Texas A&M at six, FSU at seven, and then ASU at eight. Because I have okay. ASU beat in Oregon, and I have yeah. uh, Texas beats Baylor, so they drop out. And I think, you know, Boston College has, I think, you know, because they get that win over Miami, they jump Texas A&M. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. I, saw, um, I got LSU one beating Georgia. Uh, Minnesota two, Texas three. Um, USC four. Uh, yeah, Oregon five. Boston College six. Texas A and M seven. And then Florida State eight. Okay. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see come championship time what happens. Um, do you guys want to talk about award predictions? Oh, sure. Because Ethan, Mr. Mr. BRJ, did release the semifinalist not too long ago, about, I don't know, two weeks ago. Um, what are we thinking about? Let's go with the – you guys want to predict all the awards? Uh, sure. Okay, okay. First up is the Maxwell Award. Um, I got Jaquan Sitt in that regard. He's led a really good, really, really good Minnesota team there. I think he deserves that award 100%. I agree. Uh, he also wins the Dork, uh, Doak, I think. So, because he – I agree with Because when yeah. the uh, Minnesota offense has struggled passing the ball, they've just gone to him, and he's always been there. Yeah, definitely. Good choice. I agree, yeah. All right. Uh the Nagurski Lombardi Award. I got Eli Jones in that in that uh, award winning. 
Um, Isaac Lopez really has not performed as well this year as last year. I really don't think – I don't see why. I saw Mr. Mazel, who runs a news page now, say why Isaac Lopez should win the Heisman. I really don't yeah. think so. You can make a case for last year, but he doesn't this year. What do you think? That's fake news. Um, Isaac Lopez isn't as elite as he was last year. And I think Eli Jones transferring to USC helps them show out. And He's definitely showed out. And, uh, yeah, he's probably going to win whatever, Nagurski. Slash somebody. Um, I don't think Lopez was really active this year. I don't think he was as motivated this year, you know, to be the best defender. So I got Jones win the Nagurski and Benark. But I think Lopez will win the Lombardi. But I don't think he just deserves it this year. I mean, Eli's been more active, while Lopez, he's been slacking. So. I agree, I agree. But Nerick Award, you know what? I might be a little biased in this regard, but give me Debo Atlas, man. I really don't get the hate on Debo. I know I'm really biased because I'm an LSU coach or whatever, but I see Debo Williams out here hating on him. He's literally, arguably, the best defender. We're going to make a case for Roquan Rambo also. I'm biased. But both of these guys are extremely good defenders on the number one team in the nation. I'm not sure why it's such a thing to, like, comprehend. AJ Gaines is a good player as well, but D- Damian Griffin, Ray Ray Smith is also in that Texas secondary. I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's um, much of an argument, but I think Debo Atlas deserves it. That's just uh, like, for Benaric, I think it's going to be either me or AJ Gaines, and whoever wins Benaric, the other's going to win the Thorpe. So, basically, you're saying who's better right there. And I think... You could also make a case for Rocky Rambo, too. Really good Minnesota safety. Those three are the best DBs in the country for sure. You could have made a case for Rashad Schultz, but he got his ass burnt. Or four, I guess, for Benaric. It's probably me, Gaines, Eli Jones, and Rocky Rambo, for sure. And uh, I guess I'm I'm going Debo. Like what? (laughs) Um, BRJ actually said, like, if you, you have to win whatever, like, if you win Thorpe, you also if you're like the best player at defense, you win both your position award and the Bednark. So I got yeah, so oh. I got Eli Jones win the Gertzky and the Bednark. So Okay, okay. That's interesting. All right, so Davy O'Brien Award. Um honestly here, honestly here. Give me Jackson Allen. He's had a really, really good season for Wake Forest team. This is kind of a weak quarterback group. Colby Crow Jr. Honestly, he might. He honestly deserves to, but it's not like, a good wide receiver. What has he done for? It's nine. It's a nine and three Bama team. It's a nine and three Bama team. You could also make a case for Shamar Stevens, but he's not really the greatest passer. He's more of a running quarterback. Um, give me Jackson Allen. He's a really good dual threat guy. He's led Wake Forest to an eleven one team. Might not get in the playoff, but honestly, he deserves um, that that award. Give me Davey O'Brien. I'm pretty sure is a passer's award, right? Like that's like best passer. We're talking the best yeah, huh? passer yeah. in the nation passer. is Braylon Sanford, and I think he might actually win that because he's, he's this like a true pocket passer and he's putting up stats. He really is. He's putting up really good stats. That's a really good Oklahoma receiving core: Dakari Robinson, Zay Wilson. Really good guys. Uh, you guys are sleeping on the LSU quarterback, Andrew Portrice. He's been balling. I mean, I know, like, his overall went down midseason, but he's been really active lately. He died at Texas A&M. He, did, he got the job done against Bama. 
I think he's going to get the job done against George's weak secondary. I think he wins the debut, O'Brien. That's an interesting choice. Um, I think it just comes down to championship weekend, how he performs against Georgia. Georgia doesn't have the worst secondary in the world, but I think if he performs well against him, I could see him winning it. Honestly, I just don't want to be too biased in this podcast. We got all right. Uh, Beletnikov award. Um, I'm gonna say James Parker. He's had an extremely really good season for USC. Some other dudes you could say there: Miles Witt, Michael Washington, all really good options. But I think yeah, it's gonna be James yeah. Parker. Yeah. Top five player. Mm. All right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, for Mackey yeah, Ward, Mars Garrity, on baby. He's. I could. Are you one of the best? I could see Thornburg seen. win it because Minnesota will be in the playoffs. But I think ultimately Garrity's gonna win it because he's been in Dallas Collins' shadow like the, his whole career. I think this is his year he wins it. So. I agree, hundred percent. We got the Buckus Award. Um, honestly, I can see this. I think this is Devin Fitz Jr.'s award to lose. He's done a really good job on that uh, Baylor team. He's the leader of that team, front seven. He's really good. Could also make a case for Aaron Hill. Um, I, I, I would say Roquan Rambo, but he's a freshman, man. It's impressive that he's on I that list. But, uh, I'm going to say Devin Fitz Jr. He's one of the most high players in defense, maybe. So I think he's going to win over Hill. Because, you know, just... um, I got Jameer Watson Jr., the heart and soul of that Minnesota linebacker core. I think I've got, like he hasn't been mentioned a lot because he's on such a stacked team. But where would this Minnesota be- team be without him? He's been a guy always in the group chat, you know, always posting. I think he might win the buckets. He might, you know, steal it. Okay, we got Jim Thorpe Ward. I already said should be Debo Atlas, but you know that's just me. That's just me. Uh, I will not comment on this situation. I will let the awards ceremony. Oh. Uh, I'll let BRJ make that decision. I just want to say, AJ Gaines started. Okay, the okay, and he's fucking okay. And now we have like major beef. So like, it's it's fuck. It just means more. Oh god. Okay, we got coach of the year. I'd say honestly, Coach Andrews should be here. Um, I've already won coach of the year before. Some other dudes you could say, Coach Maximus. If Coach Maximus beats LSU, he's Coach of the Year. But uh, Coach Andrews, if he leads Texas and I'm to their first playoff appearance ever, um, oh, yeah. I think it should be Coach Andrews. I think it's Coach Burke. All right. All right. Um, I got Langford, actually, if he's on the list. like He, he has turned Boston College into a playoff team. Think of that. He's actually Whoa. not on the list. That's terrible. Believe it or not. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Put yo-yo on it. He quit. He quit. I guess that I'll just give it to Maximus. Just look what he's done with Georgia. Because, like, they're not really the most talented team, but they're 12-0 and 0 somehow. They have a chance to make the playoff. They could somehow beat LSU. Even, like, a 12-1. and 1, Like, this is, I think, Georgia's never gone 12-0 and 0 in, like, that history, I'm pretty sure. So, like, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. So, I, I could see him win coach of the year. So let me ask this for the next award, BRJ Leadership Award. Why why is Ken Pro Drake on this list? Oh, oh. bro, he, he gave like, bro, he never like we rarely see him, but like the one time he saw him, he gave like the greatest speech ever. Bro, he, I don't think he's gonna win it, but I think like just that speech alone got him on the list. On there because I think I give did. me 
for the leadership I know, award. I still think I should be on there. Because I fucking the give the best me. speeches, and I'm just, like, an overall leader. Like, what? Um. <laughs> but honestly, give me, uh, for leadership award, give me uh, either Jackson Allen or Shamar Stevens. Both are really leaders for their respective teams. Jackson Allen, I know, I always see him for Wake Forest. He's always, he's always doing everything for them, man. He's, like, the face of the program. No, he's not really. I was questioning I Coach with... BRJ on Mr. BRJ and why he put him on that list. What's Trey Hickson? Is he like a guy like that? I like that. He's on Michigan State, man. He if it's not him for if it's not Jaquan Sifford, Doak Walker, I think Trey Hickson will win it. Yeah, I'll take Shaquan, everything you know, for I'll that Michigan State a, team this year. A Georgia team like that to an SEC championship and number two ranks going into it. So how'd they go, Shamar? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got Shamar, a guy who never gave up on this team. Like, you know, didn't matter his star. He always just wanted to prove everyone wrong. Always been a leader in that locker room. So, I think I would give it to him as well. All right, for the next award, I think we're going to go with the Heisman Award. I'm going to start off. I think the winner of this award is going to be Jaquan Sitt. You know why? Is because Wake Forest is not making the playoff. I would not give the award to someone who does not make the play. That makes literally no sense to me. But uh, if I think it's gonna be either him or Jackson Allen, Colby Crow Jr., a nine and three Alabama team, I really don't see it. AJ Gaines and Debo Atlas, uh, might I don't know. They they'll be up there. So is Rocky Rambo. I think those. I think two of those three are gonna be in the Heisman voting. I think it's gonna be a five person race this year because it's really wide open. But uh, I think. Honestly, Jaquan Sitt, if you're telling me he's the best running back on the country on the one, uh, top three team in the nation, I really can see him winning it. Partrice might be in the voting. I don't know. He's a top three quarterback in the nation, in my opinion. But uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I got sight win the Heisman. I mean – I know we haven't, like, there hasn't been a clear favorite, but I feel like he's been pulling away, like, as the season has been going on. So I see him win the Heisman. Mm, give me Debo. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. What else do we have to talk about? Uh, Playoff, like, playout prediction? Or not? We don't even have that now. Yeah, let's not talk about it yet. Um, I guess we can talk about, uh, do you guys want me to talk about high school? I could talk about the changes that are coming. All right, so, all right, so next year, the rumors are true. Me and Aaron D five will be combining high schools. There'll be one high school next year. Um, that's the move. Um, we do have a new system for how we're making players. That's going to be announced soon. That's what part of it is. It's going to be interesting. I hope you guys like it. Some people I know are not going to like it, but uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, we're going to have some new teams in high school, like. Some teams are getting booted out. We're going to have new coaches. It's going to be interesting. Um, We're going to just try some more things. I have it in my notes here. Of all the ideas I had, him talked about it the other day. But uh, where is this? Yeah, um, we're gonna, no college coaches are going to be high school coaches anymore. Um. We're making that thing, so we can't have any more Coleman type type beat shit. 
Um, high school rank. Um, we're gonna have more storylines, beefs, and injuries. That's what I'm gonna make a concerted effort to do. I yeah, think it's more play. interesting when stuff like that happens, like uh, like Greg Williams knocking out uh, a player. Like that that shit was very fun. Uh, yeah. So, and we might do apps on Google Forms soon. That's what we might do. Oh, interesting. It would make things a lot more organized, honestly. And I don't have like a million DMs. I mean, but yeah, that's what we're planning to do. I already got my app ready for my next player, so that would be interesting to do like <laughs> for Google Forms. So. Yeah, I'm gonna have to make a mid-season recruit or something like that because I can't do my own high school unless Aaron just scripts all the games that I'm in. And I script all the games that he's in or something like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to do. Uh, I'm guessing if we do this more often, if this is like a once-a-week thing, we could probably take Q&As or whatever because we're all pretty I would good. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the next one, but yeah. The next one we can do is a playoff prediction once, like, you know, the conference championships play that. Yeah, bowl game predictions, too. Bowl game predictions, too. <laughs> the Atlas Bowl. Uh, but, yeah. All right. The LSU Jits. We out. Are finished. We are out. Peace.